Hey guys, hey guys, welcome to episode three of Becoming Her. This episode, grab your tissues. This episode might be a tearjerker. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome. The Lord gave me this episode as I was healing from my own exchange, estranged, excuse me, relationship with my mother. Um, the scriptural references that we would come from this evening will be Genesis chapter 17, verse 16, and Proverbs 31, the entire chapter of 31, and chapter 22, verse 6. You guys are familiar with this. I will put this in the description so that you can read this on your own leisure. But these two, these three scriptures will give you the foundation of motherhood, the importance of motherhood. Um, the Bible is our manual on how God structured us to cultivate the promise. The Lord chose a woman to carry the promise. What is the promise? Mary was chosen to carry the promise who is Jesus. Ladies, in this episode and throughout this podcast, I want you to understand that you are the most important vessel on this earth that God created. And I need you to completely understand what you are carrying. Amen. As I stated that the Lord gave me this episode as I was on my journey with him. And in my journey, he started to heal me in different areas of my life. And as I was going through this journey of healing and this journey of walking with Christ, I was already a mother, a mother of two to be exact. However, I was not fully operating in the task of being a mother to the gifts that God given me, which is my two children. Healing is an ongoing path through our journey, throughout our journey with Christ. Let's be very clear. You have to keep in mind that when you gave God your yes and surrendered your will for his will and his ways, he now has to do a purging of all the years and years of trauma, hurt, and pain. This purging is necessary in order for you to become who he originally created you to be. According to the Webster Dictionary, healing is to make sound or whole. Now, make sound or whole, make me whole. Meaning, giving you, equipping you with the skills and the resources to raise the children the way that he instructs you to raise the children that he gifted you. And this is where it takes us to our uh, one of our scripture references, which is Proverbs 22 
verse 6. And I'm reading from the NIV version. And it starts off as, Start children off on the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will never turn from it. Now, this is the NIV translation. But from some translations that you may be familiar with, is raise up a child in the way that he or she should go and they shall never part. In order for you to do that, you yourself as the parent, right now I'm speaking to my mothers, and if there's fathers that's listening, please take in this wisdom and apply it to where you are in your fatherhood. In order for you to train up a child in the way that he or she shall go and they will never part, you need to have the information installed in you in order for you to project it out to them. I hope I'm making sense. Please hear this in the spirit as well. So when God is healing you, he's making you whole again. So what the enemy destroyed in your hurt, your trauma, and your pain, the Lord is purging that out. And in him purging that out of you, He's filling you back up, making you whole in him. He's putting all of the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that you need to be who he called you to be. So if he called you to be a mother, which he did, he's going to provide everything that you need to raise up that child or children. For me and for all of us, now let me say for me. In Matthew 6, 14 to 16, it pretty much says that you must forgive your trespassers and the Lord will forgive you. If you don't forgive your trespassers, the Lord is not going to forgive you. Forgiveness is a huge component in your healing process. It is extremely necessary for you to forgive your mother. And let me go back a little bit because I don't recall me giving the title for episode three. The title for this episode is called Mommy and Me. And in Mommy and Me, I will take you on a journey on how the Lord was healing me and restoring the relationship between my mother and I and also equipping me to raise my children the ones that he knew before they were formed in my womb to raise them in the way that he and she should go and they would never part. Forgiveness is extremely necessary. And as I state in Matthew 6, 14 and 16, that you must forgive those that sinned against you and the Lord will forgive you for who you sinned against. But if you don't, he's not going to forgive you. What is forgiveness? Forgiveness is willingly putting aside the feelings of resentment towards someone who has committed a wrong. Now, for those that have listened to episode one and two, shout out to you, particularly episode one, because I dumped a lot on you guys at one point. And in episode one, you heard briefly of the relationship between my mother and I. So I had some resentment to her because she, in my mind, she did not care for me the way I thought or believed a parent should, right? So I had a lot of resentment for her. I resented her for allowing us to be taken away. I resented her for um, 
me and my siblings missing four years of our lives with our mother and being with strangers. I resented her for so long. And I held on to that resentment up until I would say my late 20s, early 30s. Because my mother and I, due to that resentment, we couldn't really be in the same room, same household for a significant amount of time. Um, uh, we was unable to communicate effectively. We would start off good, but then when I would start to create certain things in my to sustain my peace, she took it as a form of disrespect. Uh, I had to willingly forgive her and let that resentment go in order for me not to repeat the cycle to my children. Because my mother was present in the home, but she wasn't present, if I'm making sense. You can have a parent in the home with you, but that does not make them present in the home. And one of the core love languages for children, I don't care what age they are, even sometimes to adults, the core love language for children is time. Just spend time with your children. That's it. As I look back, I did not have a lot of time with my mother. Four years was taken away from us because of poor decisions that I now look at was sort of beyond her control because I had to look back and put myself in my mother's shoes in my healing process in forgiving her. The Lord allowed me to put myself in her shoes. My mother had me at the age of 17. So I had to think back, Erica, where were you at 17? What were you doing at 17? I was not a mother. I was literally in my stages of uh, high school. And as I said in my previous episodes, if I didn't share, I dropped out of high school. So at 17, I believe I dropped out of high school at that time. Un just because I was being bullied and, you know, things of that nature. But my mother dropped out of high school because she was with child. Right. And I'm thinking back like, OK, I was working, but I didn't have my own apartment. I didn't, you know, I didn't have such responsibilities as my mother had at 17. She had a whole newborn baby at 17 where I myself at 17 just had me. So I had to do a compare and contrast. And it's not even no comparison, because as I said, my mother had a newborn human being to take care of. So once I was able to put myself in her shoes, the forgiveness started to come a little easier because it let me, it revealed to me, well, the Lord revealed to me, let me give correction in, on that because it wasn't nothing of me. The Lord allowed me to understand that her decisions were not intentional. She had to survive. She had to take care of a child and she had to figure it out by any means necessary, right? And that's most of us even now. Even this generation now, a lot of us lean to our own understanding and take matters into our own hands of how are we going to raise these children? Let me let me get a job. Let me go to school. Let me do this. 
or some take matters into their own hands and go into the street and figure it out to make sure that these kids have, right? In that, I started to forgive my mother. Um, the relationship still was a little rocky. Um, I had to accept her for who she was and not who I created her to be in my mind. I had this misconception of the mother that I had in my head and I projected it out onto her. But when she failed to comply with who I created in my mind, the resentment came back again. The, 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 I don't want to be bothered with you. All the memories started to resurface again. And as I'm growing in Christ, that is the tricks of the enemy. Because once I am healed from that area of my life, I'm a steps closer to promise, to destiny, to purpose, to becoming who God originally created me to be. So in order to stop that, in a sense, the enemy allowed friction to come in. And I'm talking about a process and a stage in my life where I did not know Christ completely, right? This healing process started in 2020. 2019, I gave my life to Christ. 2019 is when I was a baby in Christ. 2020 is when the layers, the Lord started the purging, the layers started to be pulled back. And he started to expose my heart to me. He started to expose the hurt, the trauma, the pain, the abandonment, the rejection, the humiliation. All years of trauma started to be exposed. And I had to trust the Lord in that because I wanted to be made whole. And in order to be made whole, I had to allow him to do only what he can do. I had no control over how he did it, when he did it. I had no, we have no control of that. When you fully surrender yourself to Christ, when you fully give God, yes, I'm giving my life to you. I no longer want to live the life of the world. Here, it's yours. You can't say, well, I want to follow you. I give you my yes, but don't touch that yet. Don't peel that layer back. Don't expose that. We have no say-so once we give him control. We have to just endure hardship as a good soldier like he states for us to do, right? So like I said, I had to, one, forgive my mother. Once I forgave her, I had to accept her for who she was. And I had to peel back and understand maybe my mother wasn't taught. Maybe she didn't have time with her mother either. And then it slowly became, to my understanding, by the grace of God, that my mother was part of a generational curse. Nobody had the strength or the willpower to say, no more. I'm not doing this no more. I'm not repeating the cycle. I'm not getting complacent in this, right? It wasn't until me, and it made sense where... God chose me. God chose you, beloved, to be the generational curse breaker. 
This cycle stops with you. This curse stops with us. It's up to us ladies to stop the cycle and be the women, be the mothers that God intended for us to be. How do I know this? Because it states that in Genesis chapter 17, verse 16, where the Lord is speaking about Sarah. And we all know the story with Sarah and Abraham, where the Lord promised them a child and they, and she was old age and she took matters into her own hands and etc. etc. And from the NIV translation, Genesis chapter 17, verse 16 reads, I will bless her and will surely give you a son by her. I will bless her so that she will be the mother of nations. Kings of people will come from her. What are you saying? You were originally created to be a mother. That's why some women, majority of women, were born with a uterus. You were born, you were created, excuse me, to carry life. I need you ladies that's listening to this, even men, to understand the power and value of a woman that God created. Yes, this woman was taken from a rib of man. It made woman. But understand that her internal organs that were made inside of her was for her to create life. That's why it goes back in the Bible to Genesis where God brought Eve to Adam and he said, be fruitful and multiply. Understand this, but be fruitful and multiply with your person, your husband, not multiple people. And it's not to judge you or condemn you because that's the Lord said is no condemnation, right? But to give you an understanding that you were created to carry life in a certain way. However, the enemy wants to do, deceive you to have you go outside of the will of the Lord and be fruitful and multiply with multiple. And that's not what the Lord wants. But I don't want to get off topic. I wanted to pretty much go through this journey, go through this uh journey tell you my journey of how I went through healing and went through you know this process with my mother and to express that it wasn't an easy process it was not easy my mother and I had countless countless of disagreements countless disagreements and it also says in the word that you must is one of the commandments actually of the Lord where he said honor thy mother and thy father. So best to believe in this journey, I had to repent. Because in the midst of my healing, in the midst of still learning who I am, in the midst of defending myself, because I had nobody to defend me in that moment, because again, I'm still a baby in Christ. I'm not fully understanding the characteristics or the capacity of my Lord and Savior. That he's my defender. He's my protector. I still leaned into my own understanding and took matters into my own hands and defended myself. And in that, I disrespected my mother. Um, so I had to repent. 
part of this process is repentance. And the repentance is changing my mind, which in changing my mind changes my conduct, how I behave. And I said, wow, Lord, I'm, I apologize. I am sorry for disrespecting my mother and going against your commandment. Forgive me. Change my mind. Change my heart. Change my ways. So that way, if another argument between my mother and I arises, I know the correct way to respond. Because now I'm aware. I have self-awareness that I must honor thy mother and thy father in all of my ways. Because this is what you said. Right? But again, it was not an easy thing. My mother said things and did things to me that you would not think that a mother would say or do to their child. Um, Social media, my mother's not tech savvy. She's not social media savvy. But it's times where my mother would literally curse me out and air certain things on social media about me. And the humiliation resurfaced again. As God is purging it out and trying to make me whole, the enemy is coming back again, pouring right back what the Lord took out. I hope I'm making sense. So when the Lord is healing me, making me regurgitate all that pain, hurt, exposing all of that so I can identify it, accept it, acknowledge it. Because if the Lord said this is bad, you have to acknowledge and accept and agree that this is bad because he said it. And whatever he said is good, we acknowledge and stand in agreement that it is good, right? So as I'm doing that, the enemy is upset because, oh my God, I don't know. I no longer have a stronghold on her because she's going through her deliverance. She's going through her healing. So what does the enemy do? He adds more pain to it. He adds more salt to the wound. So it's a, it's an ongoing battle, ladies. Um in this healing process and this is the understanding of mommy and me my mommy and me had to go through this process i don't know if the ladies on here listening you're going through a healing process with your daughters i pray that you're not but in any case you are i pray that this episode of this podcast starts your healing process. It starts the restoration process of you and your daughter. Now, some women on here may hear this and say, well, Erica, this does not apply to me because I'm not a mother for whatever reason. I do know quite a few women that were not born with a uterus. I know some women that have complications conceiving Does that make you any less of a mother if you don't birth a child? No, not according to God. Because he says it in Genesis 17 and 16. I will bless her so that she will be the mother of many nations. The Lord knows that you was not born with this organ. The Lord knows that you struggle with with conceiving there are children in this world that are motherless and who's to say that he doesn't choose you to raise that child and love that child and nurture that child he's going to equip you he is 
Omega. He is Alpha and Omega. He is omnipresent. He created the end before the beginning. He is just so powerful. And I want you guys to really allow that to process. He is our creator. He created the heavens and the earth. He knows all things. He sees all things. He sits high and looks low. So he knows everything that you're enduring right now. And he has a appointed time of when he's going to bless you with that promise of becoming a mother. Whether it's biologically or not. It does not make you any less of a mother. And if he's calling you to ministry, you're going to be over. It's going to be young women that's going to be assigned to you. That means that you are assigned as a spiritual mother to the women, to the young girls that God is going to send to you in your obedience to answering the call on your life. So this is why you too have to go through this process of healing and forgiveness and exception and obedience and patience. This process is not glitz and glamour and and beat face and good eyelash no 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 this process requires you to have a bare naked face what does that mean take off your makeup take off them lashes and be bare be naked let god see all of you let you see you you're so used with this makeup and this representative that you don't even identify who you are without it so allow this to be an exercise to be perf- be naked. When God created Eve, when he took Eve from the rib of Adam, and nowhere in that scripture said that she had on lashes, that she had a lace front, that she had a beat face and a snatch waist. It, it says none of that. It says in Genesis that she was naked. And she walked freely in her nakedness. Her nakedness means no clothing. They they were in their birthday suits in the book of Genesis. And she was not aware or ashamed that she was naked. It wasn't until the serpent told her and negotiated with her and deceived her to touch information that she didn't need. She leaned to her own understanding and in doing so, she was exposed to the reality that she's naked. Now, she's ashamed. Now, let me put something on to cover me up. And this is where we are now, ladies. I don't like who I see in this mirror. So in order for me to not address her, acknowledge her, or deal with the hurt and pain that she received, let me put on my representative, which is the lashes and the lace front and the beat face. Because it's easier for you to look in the mirror. Because now you created this image to defend you, to protect you. Why? Because it's a possibility that mommy did not protect you, did not defend you. Nor did you even know who your Lord and Savior is to allow him to do it. So you again, you leaned into your own understanding and you took matters into your own hands. And this is not what God wants us to do. 
So that's why this healing process requires a purging. And that purging is not pretty, ladies. And this is the story in the healing process of mommy and me. In my process, I had to create boundaries. Yeah, ladies. We had to create boundaries. And what I've learned is that in this, I there was essential things that I needed from my mother that I didn't get. And I tried to I try my best to make sure that I provide those essential things to my children. Our children are human beings. And we need to start treating them as such. They are fully aware that we are parents. We don't have to continue to remind them, I'm the parent, this is why. I'm the parent, this is... They're human beings. We need to treat them as human beings. I have conversations with my children where I allow them and I encourage them. Let me correct myself. I don't allow them. I encourage them to use their voice to express themselves. It's okay for my children to say, Mommy, I didn't like how you said that. That hurt my feelings. And I will take a step back and say, you know what? I apologize for the tone that I used to express how you made me feel when you didn't listen. I could use a better choice of words. However, mommy is still upset with you because you did not listen when I told you to do X, Y, and Z. However, that does not suffice me speaking to you in this tone or saying these hurtful things because it hurts your feelings. You are human. You hurt, you have feelings. They hurt too, just as mine. So mothers, fathers, we, we have to take accountability to where we can say some things to our children that can hurt them. And those words scar again, go back to you. You're currently going through your healing process and you're and the Lord is showing you your hurt and your pain. The things that your mother said to you. Now you're reiterating, you're you're recreating that same thing with your child. Is it unconsciously or consciously? Is it in is it intentional or unintentional? I hope you guys get where I'm going. In the healing process of mommy and me. So as I said it, like I had to in in the conversations and encouraging my children to have a voice they were aware of their tones and the level of respect when expressing themselves and i established a level of respect for myself as their mother but for most of all them because i'm raising these children to have respect for themselves and how to command respect from other people. So why can't they command respect from my, their mother? Because what? Their child? They're six. They're five. They're eight. They're 12. They're 16. Does that make them any less worthy of having respect? Because their child? I don't agree to that. But they are aware of the tones that they're using when they're... Hello, I'm still your mother. But you, I will encourage you to express how you feel. Because... You have feelings. Like, it's nothing else to say. These children have feelings. And we have to respect our children. 
I didn't get that. <laughs> Y'all, I'm an 80s baby. And for my 80s babies on here, you know we, we didn't get that. It's I'm the mama is what I say, do what I say, not what I do, all that cliche stuff that I hated. Um, but for me in my household when I was growing up, it was very one-sided and I did not like it. It was like, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes. I, oh, you can't, if you try to respond when your parents was verbally or physically disciplining you oh you're disrespecting me you're disrespectful and I don't look at it that way now I know when my children are having a tone and I gotta check them but I also know when my children are like ouch mom like dad you're my mom like that stung more than a person outside saying that to me and I would prefer a person say that outside to me than you you understand? So understand that our words, ladies, have power. And the Lord says it in his word. Life and death is in the power of your tongue. For us being followers of Christ, the Lord said, I give you power and dominion to speak over all things over this earth. Understand that. So the Lord is saying that he already created us with power in our mouth, with our words. And now we're speaking to our children using that same power against them. We got to rethink this and be mindful of the words that we're choosing when we're speaking to our children. When we're speaking to people, period. These words, our mouth is extremely powerful, especially when you have an anointing and a call on your life. Especially when you are reading God's word and you believe his word and you stand on his word. When you speak certain things, your words have power. He said, if you speak, if you have faith that you can speak to this mountain, that mountain will move. So, ladies, we have to be mindful of how we communicate and speak and affirm things to our children. And as I was stating earlier, I had to create boundaries, which is another component that must be established in your parental relationship. My mother struggled, baby, when I started to create um, boundaries in my life and in my household. Um, it was one incident where um, my mother lives about 10 minutes from me. And um, it was a regular, I think, weekday or weekend, whatever. And I'm in the house. I'm chilling. It's just me and my two children, things of that nature. When we come in this door, I don't have to open it no more, whatever. And it's a few wee hours in the night, eight, nine o'clock. I don't know. Right. And I hear a knock on my door and I look through the pico and I'm like, yes. She's like, open the door. And I'm like, no, you didn't call me and tell me you were coming over. You didn't ask me, are you busy? Can I come over? And many of you listening, you probably like clutch your pearls and say, what Erica, your mother got to ask you? Yes. You guys just do unannounced visits to your parents? Well, shout out to you. I don't know the relationship that you have with your parents. Um, amazing, wonderful, and things of that nature. But it don't always have to be an estranged relationship to create boundaries. I am now um, starting a life where the Lord is preparing me to be a wife. Spin the block real quick on that one. Like I said, boundaries, my mother and I struggled with that. And um, again, like I said, and before, 
I don't know the relationship that you guys have with your parents. If you can just show up unannounced and cool, that's fine. But you got to create those boundaries because parents, people in general, work are so entitled and they abuse these titles of I'm the mother, I'm the father, I'm the sister, I'm the brother, I'm the auntie, I'm this, I'm... And you have to do things. People are not obligated to say, okay, come in because you're my mother. No, it's okay to say today, I just want to be alone. I don't mean, it doesn't mean, have to mean that I'm upset with you. I don't want to be bothered. We're arguing just for me to say, this is my me time. This, I, I don't want to be bothered. I don't want any company. I have my children here. I can't put them out. So I have to figure out how to create a space for me to just decompose from my day, my week, whatever that may be, without you adding on to adding on to someplace in me where I don't have any room for you. I hope I'm making sense. So I didn't let my mother in, y'all. I looked through the vehicle and I was like, yes. She was like, you gonna open the door? I was like, no, ma. Like, I'm sorry. I wish you would have called me first because I don't want any company right now. And you might say, y'all might listen to this and be like, Erica, company, that's your mother. Your company. I don't have to open my door. I choose to open my door. I don't have to answer my phone. I choose to answer my phone. I choose to answer my door. I choose to do certain things. Today, at that moment, I did not want to be bothered with my mother of whatever it is. I didn't want to be bothered. Your phone works. My phone works. Cool. Hey, daughter, I'm in the area. Are you up for company today? It's a yes or no. But you don't make the choice for me and then upset for the outcome. I'm like, who does that? I will never, I don't ever play the unannounced game. Like, you're going to expect to get your feelings hurt when you show it to someone's home unexpected. Like, girl. Where's the respect? Now, I ain't talking about the unannounced visits that we used to do with our little boyfriends and stuff like that. I don't condone that either, but I did do that with the little boyfriends because you wasn't answering your phone. But that's going off a little topic. But I'm talking about as far as like mother-daughter. I'm creating a level of boundaries and letting my children know that it's okay to not want to be bothered today. Just because I'm your mother does not mean that you're obligated to speak to me, see me every single second, whenever I just want to see my children. No. And that may not work for everybody. It darn sure didn't work for my mama. She was pissed, y'all. Like, she didn't speak to me for quite some time. And I had to, once she cooled down and I test the waters a little bit, I called her and I said, hey, are you okay? Let me explain what I'm doing, and to come to understand that my mother was never raised with boundaries. Remember I told you, my mother's old school, southern woman. So back in those days, boundaries, who you? You're a child. It's so back in those days, our grandparents and parents didn't have those set of rules. So now, with us, some may say, oh, this generation is different. No, it's a level of respect, because you're telling me I can create boundaries for outside people, but I can't create boundaries for you because you're my mother? That's a contradiction. Sorry, but it is. Boundaries are boundaries. 
Boundaries don't have a face and boundaries don't have a name. It applies to everyone. If I'm creating boundaries in the workplace, if I'm creating boundaries in my marriage, I'm creating boundaries in my friendships, boundaries are boundaries. If I can create boundaries for people outside, why can't I create boundaries for you as my mother, as my parent? You're exempt from everything else that you're teaching me to do for everybody else but you. We cannot do that. We have to make, it gotta make sense, y'all. Like, it literally has to make sense. So I started to create boundaries. I was like, Mom, I don't have space for you all the time. She's like, what does that mean? Sometimes I have a day. I'm still going through my journey of healing. Now, you may not be ready to acknowledge or go through the process of your healing, or you are. And I don't know what stage you are in your healing, where you are, what phase, what stage. I don't know. But for me, I'm still going through my healing process. And ladies, I want you guys to understand that the healing process is an ongoing thing. Healing is not done wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. No, you have different areas and subgroups in your life that needs to be touched. And God is doing a slow purging of every area in your life until he took out everything that the enemy implanted and remove it and restore it with his word and his wisdom, his knowledge, and his understanding. So in order for that whole, for you to be whole, because let's go back to the definition of healing, is an ongoing path throughout your journey with Christ where you are made sound or whole. So understand, in order for you to make me whole, he has to remove some things and restore you with his wisdom. Not wisdom from the world, not the wisdom that you made up, his wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, right? So this healing process, it's an ongoing process, right? So I have to create boundaries in my life. And it may not agree with some people, but my children understand it. And guess what? My 18-year-old and my 6-year-old is learning to create boundaries in their friendships, in their relationships of importance. So, and it means mommy too. Mom, my son will be on the phone with his friends and having a conversation. And sometimes because I have a good relationship with my son, I have a great relationship with my son. I have a great relationship with his friends. Sometimes I will insert myself in my son's conversation. And depending on the topic or the nature of conversation, and outside of that, the respect that my son has for me, he will be like, yo, mom, all right, enough, chill. It wasn't a disrespect. It was a sign of boundaries. Why? Because I don't know what my son is talking about with his friends. It could be explicit. And out of respect of, hey, hey, yo, chill, y'all, because I don't know what y'all going to say. And my mom's in the room. She inserted herself. Let me create this boundary to say, hey, ma, it's a time and place when you can insert yourself. And it's a time and place when you can't. I have to respect that. I don't look at it as, oh, he's being disrespectful. Absolutely not. Because if me asserting myself in his conversation without knowing the topic and his friends come out and say something that's wildly disrespectful and I'm there, as my son, he's like, yo, man, chill, my mom's here. And then that's going to create a situation between my son and his friends. So to eliminate that, know your boundaries, parents, with your children. Let's not act like we weren't teenagers and we didn't do some things and know the stages that our children are going into, right? So boundaries is completely necessary 
in this process. Like you must, you must establish boundaries in your parental relationships. Like I'm so serious with that. And in becoming a mother myself, I, I had to learn this because I did not want to repeat the cycle with my children. I did not. I didn't want them to experience the life that I had with being in shelters and all of those things. And I definitely don't want to have a strange relationship with my son or my daughter. Like, that will break my heart. Like, I know what I felt when I was unable to go to my mom and talk to her about certain things and had to hide it or, you know, whatever it may be, talk to my girlfriends about it and things that I, I never want my children to, you know, isolate me from their lives like that. I don't want to be a pushover, but I want to my children to be able to come to me and talk to me about anything. And for the most part, with my son being the oldest, he does talk to me. And I even asked him, you know, a certain point in his life that he hasn't experienced yet. And I'm like, hey, you know, I know we don't, you don't have a male role model in the home yet to, you know, talk about these things. I said, but if you are ever curious and are ready to, you know, walk into your, your manhood, are you comfortable talking to mom about this? And he's like, sure, mom. Like, yeah, when I'm ready, when that time comes, you're definitely going to be the person that I talk to about this. And I'm like, okay, thank you, God. Like, you know, the relationship is is still on a good foot. You know, I understand? Like, you know, I'm mindful of how I conduct myself because I am bracing somebody else's husband. So I want the young lady um, the young lady, young, the lucky young lady that will be in my son's life to look at my son and say, wow, you know, that his mother raised him well, right? Like you can, ladies, we can decipher and see when a young man has a poor relationship with his mom or the lack thereof. And um, I want my son's lady friend one day to say, yeah, my thanks, because he has respect for me, he has respect for himself, and, you know, and that's all because of how I raised him to have respect for himself, to express himself. I let my son show his emotion. Uh, he's not a, a punk because he cries. No, he's showing emotion, which means that he's going to be able to be sensible to the young lady when they're having a disagreement or when she's going through stuff. He's able to share that emotion with her, which will be able to strengthen their love and their union together. Um, my daughter is six, and for her to be six, she's also full of personality. Shout out to my kids. I just love them. Uh, I thank God for trusting me, little old me, to raise his precious gifts because they were his children before they were mine. So he knows them. He says it in Jeremiah 1 and 5. I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. So the same way it applies to us, it applies to our children. So the Lord knew our children before they were formed in our mother and our womb. So Lord, I just thank you for trusting my womb to carry your precious gifts. I thank you so much for them. My daughter who's sick, she is full of personality. She knows who she is. She knows what she likes, what she don't like. She definitely comes and says, hey, mom. That hurt my feelings. I didn't like that. Hey, mom, you made me feel left out. You made me feel not included. And I had to let her know, like, baby girl, I apologize. That's never mommy's intentions and things of that nature. So now 
when she goes to camp or out with friends or even in school, she's able to, you know, vocalize her emotions and things of that nature. I'm still working with her with her tone because sis can get a little sussy. And I have to let her know, like, hey, boo-boo, you still six. Let's bring it in a little bit. And she's like, oh, mommy, I'm sorry. And she will literally be self-aware and change her tone. But she's six, so she's still learning tones and elevation and, you know, things like that. So I don't hold it against her. But the fact that she's six years old and some adults are not that self-aware to identify, hey, my tone has changed on how I communicated with this individual, right? But... The sole purpose of this episode of Mommy and Me is to heal. We have to heal, ladies. We have to heal. Because the Lord chose you. The Lord chose you, yes you, to be that general generational curse breaker. And it starts with repairing and healing and forgiveness and acceptance of the relationship with you and your mother. Now, for some that may have lost their mother, I pray your strength. I pray that the Lord covers and keep you. I pray you understand that his strength is made perfect in our weakness. And I want you to take the good memories and the not so good memories of your mother and learn from them. And it's never too late to ask the Lord for forgiveness, even though your mother may have transitioned. There may be some things that you're still dealing with, that guilt that you say, whoa, I didn't get a chance to do X, Y, and Z before my mom transitioned. Give yourself grace. We never know God's timing on when he's going to call a loved one home. Every one of us is going to transition one day. We just don't know when. So I want you to give yourself grace on what you weren't able to do that you wasn't aware of at that moment to say, you know what, Lord, I repent because I disobeyed your commandment of honoring thy mother and thy father. I didn't understand. Talk to God. Tell him. I'm not saying talk to your deceased loved one. We're not, we don't do that now, beloved. We do not talk to our loved ones that has transitioned on. They cannot hear you. We do not talk to them. Who you're going to talk to is our Heavenly Father. Dear Lord, you know what transpired between my mother and I. You know my heart. You know how I feel. And there were some things that I didn't get to didn't get a chance to say to my mother before she transitioned. Lord, you are the liaison between my mother and I. Here's what I need to say to you. Because I disobeyed you first. And the Lord will, he will lift that heavy burden off of you. Trust and believe that. But you got to trust that he, the almighty Savior, Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, is the only one that can do that. No sage, no crystals, no tarot cards, no none of that stuff. No none of those beads or none of the evil eyes. Is going to have that power and authority. It's 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 just not. Okay? But this part of your healing process is necessary. Because God is calling you women to something greater. You're going to be a wife one day. And who's to say that your husband, your person, 
don't have kids from his previous relationship. You a mother. He said it in Genesis. I will bless her. And she will be a mother of many nations. You're not a wife yet. Well, actually, you are a wife. You just don't have the person and the ring and the paperwork to solidify it. But you was already created to be a wife when God plants you in your mother's womb. So you are a wife. It's just the, all the other stuff added to it is not complete yet. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that correction. You are going to be a mother to nations. And your person is going to bring in other children from his previous relationships. And you are going to be there as a support system to raise up them children in the way that he or she should go. And they shall never part. And that's what you call a union that's equally yoked. So you are a mother. You have your biological children and you have the children that you gain in love through God with your person, i.e. your husband. Fellas, if you're listening, i.e. your wife. So that is a, you are a father as well. And you have significant value in this as well. But this is a segment for my mommies and me, my sisters. You are a mother of many nations, and the Lord is blessing you. You have spiritual children that's waiting for you. You have spiritual children that are waiting for you to complete this process. We have spiritual daughters that's waiting on us to give God a yes, ladies. And the longer you take in being disobedient to God, you're holding up these spiritual doors that God has waiting for you. God has people assigned to us. And because we're fearful and disobedient and not patient, we're holding them up. Let's not be like Moses when he was not obedient to the commandment of the Lord. In his obedience, the Lord said, you will not get into the promised land, but I will not let my Israel, my children of Israel suffer for your disobedience. So you're still going to go on this journey with them and get them out of the wilderness and get them to the promised land, but you are not to enter it. Ladies, let that not be us. Let's put our big girl panties on. Let's give God a yes and allow this process to start because you have a generation to lead, ladies. You have a generation to nurture God chose you, beloved, to be the mother of many nations. You are a powerful, powerful vessel here on earth. You were created to carry life. And I need you to walk boldly. I need you to walk confident, confidently in this, that you were chosen by the Most High. You are a mother to many nations. But to get to that point, you have to go through this process of healing, which is an ongoing path throughout your journey with Christ, where the number of years and years of trauma, hurt, and pain, the Lord is purging it out of you so you can start becoming, walking in the becoming of who God originally created you to be. I pray that this episode didn't make you cry too much, but I pray that this episode started you on your way to purpose, promise, and destiny.
I hope this episode allow you to start and identify the healing process with you and your mother, with you and your daughter. I pray that you and your daughter are not, but if you are, I pray that you both are listening to this episode. Share it with her. Share with all your girlfriends so they too can go on this journey of healing, of forgiveness, of accountability, and creating these boundaries and levels of respect and encouraging their children to have a voice and express themselves. You are raising sons and daughters, kings and queens, husbands and wives, and you are the generational curse breaker. You are, beloved. I love you guys. I'm not going to be before you long because I delivered the message of the Lord of this journey of becoming her. Becoming who? Becoming her. Stay tuned. I pray that you join me next Saturday, 8 p.m. for another episode. I love you. Go in peace, go in power, and stay blessed, y'all.